and we're off and running. Start your Sunday, another Spotify exclusive. Garrett Pave joining me on Zoom here on this Sunday, December 13th, 2020. I'm here in Columbia, Missouri. Garrett in Nashville, Tennessee. Garrett, how are you today? Oh, you know, doing good, Harrison. Um, crazy day at college football yesterday, to say the least. Uh, we will dive into a little bit of that crazy action. And we got a good NFL slate today. And as we get closer and closer to now the uh, college football playoff and the NFL playoffs, the stakes are that much higher. So once again, we're back, ready to break things down with you guys. Yep, and this may be the best NFL slate of the season so far if you look across the games. So many playoff implications and so many games today. I think we got seven early, six in the afternoon. But let's start with college football. It's one of the last things we said on last week's show when Garrett and I were signing off. We said, where have the upsets been this year? There's yep. been the same teams all season long have been winning. There have not been any chaos, any upsets. And finally, finally last night we get our first big upset of the season and it comes in a pretty surprising fashion yes. the florida gators number six in the country a team that was really looked like they were making a strong push to the playoffs falls at home to defending national champion lsu lsu tigers 37 to 34 max johnson their freshman quarterback for lsu went 21 of 36 for 239 three touchdowns no picks kyle trask on the other hand the Heisman Trophy favorite going into this game. I don't know if he is anymore. 29 of 47, 474, two touchdowns, but did throw two costly interceptions. One of them returned back for a touchdown. The kicker for LSU, I think his name, last name York, hit a 57 yep. yarder, drilled it at the end of the game. Then Florida went down and missed a field goal. Crazy, crazy game from start to finish. Garrett, what did you see last night? Well, if you're a Gators fan, there's 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 one name you don't want to hear right now, and that's uh, Marco Wilson. Oh. Um, Last defensive drive of the game, they had a chance to get the ball back. They stopped him on third down. It was fourth and nine, two minutes left. And Marco Wilson proceeds to take the LSU player's shoe off and throw it about 25 yards downfield, resulting in a personal foul and a first down. But I think for Florida, it's it's the same issue you talked about all year, and it's that defense. Um, they Max Johnson, the true freshman, it was his first career start, and he – torch that defense I mean he it looked like he had been playing quarterback for four years there but you know and then going over to the offense um LSU yesterday uh Bo Pelini decided to switch up his defense a little bit ran a lot of zone coverage and really confused Kyle Trask without Kyle Pitts in the field it seemed as if Kyle Trask was just confused um and I think LSU give them credit they were shorthanded on every defensive position on the field and still found a way to make plays. So for Florida, now your playoff hopes are done now. Um, and I think if they don't watch out, this SEC championship next week could get very ugly, very fast. But give all the credit to LSU. Ed Orgeron needed a big win, and he got one against the Gators. Yeah, so I was going to bring that up. So even if they beat Alabama next week, are they out of – like now they went from having a chance because if they had won this game like LSU, against LSU like they were supposed to, yeah. they're basically in a – win and you're in situation against Alabama next Saturday night. But instead, there are two lost team. They can still win the conference. They still have that game against Alabama. It didn't affect their SEC East championship. But if they win that game, are we sure they're not going to make the playoff? I know FPI gives them like a point, yeah. 1.2% chance to make it right now. But if they beat Alabama, all of a sudden there are two lost SEC champion. The SEC champion has never missed the college football playoff. And even with Auburn, Years ago, when they had two losses and they were in the SEC championship, if they won that game, they were going to make it. I think that was in 2017, so three years ago. Or should we be counting Florida out of the playoff conversation officially? I mean, I, I, you know what? Uh, I'll kind of backtrack. I, I don't think it's impossible. I just think 
I mean, let's be honest. I think Florida's probably going to bounce down to to maybe 10, maybe even lower. Um, so I don't think it's impossible. I just think they're going to have to have a lot of things go right because you still have the X factor of Texas A&M sitting at five. And so the question is for Florida is now with two losses, you lost to Texas A&M, A&M beat LSU. So the question almost now is like, can Florida hop A&M despite losing to them and LSU and Alabama beat the brakes off of LSU? I, I think the biggest concern right now is uh, there's a chance for Florida, but can they beat Alabama? I mean, Alabama is right now a juggernaut. They come off a huge win yesterday. I think Florida's got to worry about can they beat Alabama right now? It's more of can they beat Alabama as opposed to can they get in? But you know what? I don't think it's impossible. I just think you got to take care of business and then see where the committee puts you. I'm not sure that this is the best Alabama. I don't think this is close to the best Alabama team we've seen under Nick Saban. No. Nope. I can't think of a year that they were just so much better than everyone else. They had a 52 3 win against Arkansas yesterday at home. That game was over before it even started, even though Arkansas gave Missouri a good test last Saturday. I just don't think anybody's even close to Alabama's level. And that spread next week for Florida, Alabama yesterday was at two touchdowns. That was even before Florida lost. I would assume that's going to go up. Yep. I don't think Florida, I, I think Alabama's going to beat Florida, but I, I really think that Florida's offense can compete with them. And I just want to bring up a scenario. What does this mean for a team we've been talking about all, all year, the Cincinnati Bearcats? Yep. Because they actually benefited from, I think, Florida losing yesterday because I think so how it, it's them and it's Texas A&M in, the, in that little bubble of who can get in. Because if, let's say, Clemson blows out, let's say Notre Dame beats Clemson next week, yep. or one of the ACC teams gets in, Ohio State's getting in, Bama's getting in, and the ACC champion's getting in. Yep. Going down to Texas A&M or Cincinnati. Like, what do you think of that? Well, and also I think, but there's another team that we're, everybody's kind of forgotten that has a still a chance is Iowa State. And I know it's not a big chance, but <clears throat> Iowa State's sitting at seven. Um, now they play Oklahoma. <clears throat> if they beat Oklahoma and the chips fall, they have a chance. I, I think Cincinnati, I think you're right. I think they benefited from this Florida loss, but they also, what hurt them is they were going to play Tulsa, a top 25 team this week. That game got canceled. And now they're gonna I think they're gonna probably gonna play. They're gonna play them next week, but I think that would have been a, a beneficial game to play that team twice. See where you're at. I I don't know how Cincinnati gets in this year. I, I was all about them, and I still hope they do. But I think it's gonna be very hard for the committee to put them in over Texas A&M, who, despite we might not think they're as good, they did beat Florida. They beat top twenty-five teams. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I think it's I think Cincinnati has this advantage, but. Watch out for Iowa State. They're at seven. They have a chance. It's slim, but they have a chance if the chips fall. I, I agree with that most. Also, USC has a chance. I don't think it's going to work out. Yeah. But they're, they are technically an undefeated Power 5 team. They have a 45% chance to get in as of today. I, I, don't, believe, I don't believe that. It's ridiculous. It's I, crazy. It doesn't make sense. But the only thing about Texas A&M is if they make it to the four seed, which means they're going to play Bama, I already saw Texas A&M by Alabama, and I already saw Alabama beat them by 30 points. Yep. Why, why do I need to see it again? Why do I need to see it again? Why yep, can't exactly. I see Alabama versus Cincinnati or Alabama versus yep. Iowa State, as you mentioned, or USC possibly? Why do like, what? I, I've already saw what Alabama Texas A&M looks like. Yep. Why do we well, need to them back in? Well, and A&M is, if we're being completely honest here, you and I, like <laughs> Texas A&M has gotten worse as the season's gone on. 
and Alabama has gotten better. So A&M's last few games, they have looked progressively worse. And Alabama seems like they just keep getting stronger and stronger. So they beat them by 30, like the second week of the season. I'm like you. I think if it, if it got into a Texas A&M-Alabama game, I don't think it'd be close. I think Alabama, would Alabama's a touchdown favorite in that game. And Texas, I think that would, Texas A&M would become the worst team since Washington in 2016 to make the college football playoff. I, agree. I, I, agree. I don't think Texas A&M can beat any, anyone. They just don't stand out. I think Iowa State would beat Texas A&M if they played today. Me too. And Iowa State plays tough. If they, Iowa, have, they, they got a quarterback. We'll do a little bit of previewing for next week, but Iowa State plays Oklahoma in Dallas next Saturday at noon yep. Eastern 12, uh, noon Eastern 11 Central. If Iowa State can just put up a 50-burger and just blow out Oklahoma, who's won the last three Big 12 championships, yep. maybe there's a chance for them. I do, I'm picking Iowa State to win that game next Saturday. Yep. I'm very interested to see what the committee puts them, if they're going to put them at seven or six this week. That'll be a huge factor depending on what happens in the ACC championship. I know. It's going to be interesting. It, it's going to be a crazy weekend. That's all we can say. Yep. Um, let's flip to another side. Missouri took on Georgia yesterday at home. I was there. Oof. A 49-14 win. This game was 14-14 at one point. Georgia got on an outstanding start. They were 14-0 within two drives. George Pickens was lighting up Missouri. And then Missouri went on this run. They drove down the field, scored a touchdown, got a couple of stops, blocked the punt, scored a touchdown. Two plays later, I think it was Larry Roundtree who ran it. We were tied at 14, and then Georgia just put on the brakes. They remembered how to run the ball. They had three guys run for more than 40 yards. Zamir White, 12 carries, 126 and a score. Uh, Dejon Edwards, 11 carries, 103 and a touchdown. Kenny McIntosh, 11 carries, 58 yards and a touchdown. Uh, JT Daniels, a hair under 300, 299 and three touchdowns passing with a 91.5 QBR. Connor like not a great game for him. 17 of 28, 139 in interception. Larry Roundtree, 14, of, 14 carries, 16 yards. Tough day for the Missouri Tigers, even though they were ranked in the cultural playoff last week. Garrett, what did you see yesterday from the Tigers? Yeah, I mean, I think Missouri's – their go-to this year has been the run game. I think last week against Arkansas, Roundtree ran for 185 yards. And the week before against Vanderbilt, he had over 150. Um, and Missouri really went away from that. I mean, I know he ran the ball 14 times, but that's their M.O. is running the football right the middle. And they were running these lateral runs. I get it. Georgia's defensive front is really good. I get that. But – Missouri really went away from what they're used to. And, you know, I think the game changed. I was watching the whole game. I think the game changed when Connor Bazelak went down on that hit, yep. which I didn't necessarily think was clean. But that's when the game changed because you could see Drinkwitz, his confidence in Bazelak went down a little bit. They weren't taking deep shots. They're doing these check down plays that, I mean, Bazelak was off. Apparently, he has a hand contusion. Um, he just looked off. So, I think from that moment, you kind of knew it's going to be tough because you almost made Missouri one-dimensional, which they're not very good at. But, I mean, for Georgia, you found your guy now, JT Daniels. He is eligible to come well, back next year. He's been there all year, and they haven't played. I know. So, the question is, if he had played now, of course, there's some injury talk, but if, if he had played the beginning of this year, maybe against Florida, maybe against Alabama, what would this team have looked like? I think we're going to I think we would be preparing for a Georgia Alabama game next Saturday. I couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, I I, agree I think they would have beaten Alabama. I don't know if they would have beaten Florida played outstanding that game, but they had Alabama on the ropes with Stetson. I think we're talking about a Georgia Bama rematch of JT Daniels. They played every game this season. And we've been, we've been highly critical of Georgia all year. We don't think they're yeah. an elite team, 
That was the best I've seen Georgia play all season yesterday. They it's were it. running the ball at will. I know Missouri's run defense is a week, but that was Georgia is, has gotten better as the season get on. I'll give credit to Kirby Smart, and they're going to be playing in a near sick bowl, either the Peach Bowl, or possibly the Orange Bowl, maybe the uh, Cotton Bowl. So yep. it's really been a good turnaround for their season. Uh, they're probably going to finish. What are they like seven and two right now? Eight and two? Yeah, they're seven, seven and two. two. And they're, so they're going to finish eight and two with a, if they win their yeah. bowl game. They're gonna they're gonna bounce up there. They're gonna I mean, they're gonna move up. To, like I said, probably seven or eight. Maybe even seven, I mean probably seven or eight. Um, but and you mentioned early on though, this one last thing about this George Pickens. I mean, he is real good. That guy. I mean, JT Daniels. Look, he made some great plays, but he also there were a couple throws. He kind of just tossed them up into no man's land, and George Pickens came down with it. And Missouri, you know, there's a lot to be excited about for the future. Eli Drinkwitz is getting this program back. They had a big four star flip yesterday. He's gonna get this team back. It just takes time, and you're seeing the talent discrepancy between Georgia, Florida, and Missouri. It's there, but I think there's lots to be excited about. If you're a Missouri fan, there's optimism, but it's going to take time. And I think for the Bulldogs, they're going to also it's going to they're going to be better the next couple of years. That's for sure. I agree, uh, especially with JT Daniels. Let's jump into the playoff preview with just one. This is our basically our second to last playoff preview of the season. Gary, go first. Give me your top four, and then your couple teams in the hunt right now. Of course. All right. So I'm going to go Alabama at one. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. They, Harrison, you mentioned it perfectly. They are right now miles ahead of anybody else in the top four, in my opinion. They have just proved themselves well. I have Notre Dame still sitting at two. Uh, I have Clemson sitting at three. This is where four gets a little interesting. You know what? I I don't, I don't, I've never been high on this team, but I am actually going to move Texas A&M into the four spot. I, I don't think I don't love what Ohio State is doing right now with the five games they played. I don't like that A&M is going to end up playing nine or ten games and Ohio State's played five. Again, I'm not high on A&M. I don't think they necessarily deserve to be there, but I think right now, looking at the resume, they deserve more. So I'm going to put A&M at four. I'm going to stick Ohio State at five, but Iowa State at six. I know it's crazy, but I just think that number of games is – the X factor there. And that's why I'm going to put A&M at four right now. The number of games thing is interesting because you look back way back, seven years ago, the first ever college football playoff when yep. it was coming down to Florida state or no, whoever the four seed was Ohio state, TCU and Baylor. And because the big 12 did not have a conference championship game, they gave the advantage to Ohio state because of games played. Fast yep. forward seven years later, are we, we're not talking about the same argument. All of a sudden, we're ignoring games play. We're talking about quality of opponents and teams like that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, now it's benefiting Ohio State when it benefited them seven years ago with a different yeah. uh, story. So I would put as the top four, Alabama has pulled away at number one. Notre Dame has earned number two. I'm going to put Clemson at three, just so we're going to see that two, three game next week. I'm going to keep Ohio State at four just because I can't push Texas a and I haven't seen enough of them. The last time I saw them play was at LSU game. Was it? That was the last game they played? Yeah, LSU. Yeah, LSU was last they didn't play well. They didn't play well. LSU has actually gotten better. We're going to make the argument that Ed O'Jean has saved his job these last couple of weeks. Yeah. So I'd put uh, Ohio State at four, then at five, and putting Cincinnati. I really think I really yeah. think better than a team than Texas A&M. And I'll go Texas A&M six and Iowa State seven. Well, those are the only yeah. teams that really have a chance to make the playoff. And if I were on that committee, and I would, and if Notre Dame and Clemson don't prove they're both going to make the playoff, yeah then I would squeeze Cincinnati in there just because I know what Texas A&M is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting coming in the stretch. I don't know if you saw this, but Dan Mullen said in his postgame, look, I love Dan Mullen, but I'm not – I don't love 
he is he is a very emotional guy, and he yeah. makes some comments that sometimes. Makes, down also makes him a great coach. He does. But last night in the post game conference, he really didn't say anything about the loss, and he kind of credited himself and his players for competing, which is I get it. But um, he also mentioned last night. He goes, "Well, I guess going forward, in order for us to make the playoff, I guess we got to play less games." He goes, "I guess we got to cut our schedule down and play less games to make it in." So there's a lot of frustration surrounding Ohio State right now. I think also you talk about quality of opponents. Um, I mean, Ohio State's best win right now is against Indiana, and I think Indiana is a good team. But we're not I talking mean, Indiana. Though. Indiana, like no, they're they they're more quiet. If they're quietly in there. If they had played Texas A&M's, the amount of games Texas A&M had played, we're talking about Indiana as a possible playoff team. I think Indiana beats Texas A&M with or without their starting quarterback. Harrison, you know what? Let me backtrack real quick. I'm going to change this up. I I like what you said about this. I kind of read. I kind of redid my mind. Uh Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three. I I am going to stick with Ohio State at four. The more I thought about it, I'm going to stick with them there. Um, I'm going to kind of go against the grain here. I'm going to stick Iowa State at five. Um, and then I'm going to throw yeah, – I'll throw Cincinnati at six. Why not? I'm going to kind of backtrack on myself. I, I didn't like what I said. The more I looked back at Texas A&M's schedule, was looking for a top 25 opponent they beat, and the only one is Florida. So I, I have to agree with you there. So I'm going to kind of backtrack on my first uh, thought. This is going to be an outstanding uh, championship Saturday we'll talk about. At the end of the show, let's jump into some NFL previews quickly. Uh, really, a lot of really good games today. I'll start with the marquee yeah. matches, in my opinion, today. A really a battle for the NFC wildcard seeding, possibly teams fighting for the playoffs. These, the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If yep. the Buccaneers lose this game, they are possibly out of the playoffs. The Cardinals win today. It's crazy. Two, three weeks to go in the season. Uh, game is in Tampa. Minnesota kind of a weird win against Jacksonville. Last week in overtime, Tampa had a bye after a loss to Kansas City two weeks ago. Uh, what do you think happens in this game today? Um, I think it's a close game. Um, I actually think – I think the Vikings are going to win. I think the Vikings are playing with a lot of momentum right now. They are – I mean, they have really saved their season. They were in a position where people thought they were going to be one of the lowest, you know, the lowest seeded teams uh, in the entire league. And they have really turned their season around behind Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins is playing good football right now. Um, he's not – I don't think he's having the season he's used to having, but I think he is having a really good season, an underrated season for the Vikings. Um, so I think the Vikings do plot a close win in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers are reeling right now. They are sloppy. They're not executing. So I think the Vikings pull out a close – the spread's Tampa Bay by seven. I'm going to go Vikings by seven right now. Really? You're going to go yep. 14 I'm upset. the spread. I'm yep. thinking Tampa Bay by a field goal. I think Brady and the Bucks find the urgency today. No Leonard Fournette. They just announced that he's actually healthy scratch today for the first time in his career. Um, Ronald Jones is the fourth leading rusher in the league. I think Minnesota has been a little susceptible against the run. They have those weapons, Mike Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown. I think Brady gets it done today. Close game field goal, 23-20 win for Tampa Bay. Let's jump to another huge game, Sunday Night Football. Pittsburgh had their undefeated season end. Last week, they're taking on Buffalo, who has quietly been the best team in the NFL across the last six weeks. Yep. They had one loss to Arizona in the Hail Mary. That's it. Had a huge win on the road on Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers in Glendale. What do you think of what happens tonight? You know, I, I think Buffalo uh, goes in their home stadium. I think they beat the Steelers. I, I think the Steelers are 
you talk about momentum and momentum's a real thing. And they had their momentum completely snapped against the Washington football team. I had to call that one last week. It was amazing. But um, I, I think the Steelers lose their second in a row. Uh, the Buffalo has been one of those teams all year that you and I have wavered on. We like them one week, we don't like them the other week, and then we like them again. So I think Buffalo, Josh Allen has been a phenomenal story this year. He's got 26 touchdowns through the air this year. Just an unbelievable season for him, proving to be one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. I think he gets it done. I think the spread's right. They have Buffalo by two and a half. I think they win by a field goal against Pittsburgh, who is struggling right now. This is one of my locks of the season. I think Buffalo wins this game by double digits tonight. This this game's a nice. miss. Pittsburgh is injured on the defensive side. Offensively, they can't figure anything out. Pittsburgh does two things on offense, and neither of them is run the ball. They either throw a quick pass, a quick screen, or a quick slam, or they go deep down the sidelines. There is no in-between for that offense, and Buffalo has a defense to take away both. They have good linebackers, and they have good outside corners. Trey White is one of the most underrated. He's probably a top-five corner in the league. He's going to be I think probably Claypool or Smith-Schuster on the outside today. going to take away those Z-balls. I think Buffalo just puts the pressure on Big Ben. Josh Allen has looked so good this season. He was great at the 49ers on Monday. I think Buffalo gets it done 30 to 20. Nice. They're, they're really, I think they could make the Super Bowl. I think there's a path there. I think, I think they can hang around with Kansas City if they were to play in a playoff game. I do agree with you. I do agree with you. They have all the pieces you talk about with the defense and the offense. Um, they have, you're right, have had quietly one of the best defenses in the league. And Josh Allen continues to settle in more and more. And he's dangerous. He gives you something that not a lot of people have in terms of he can get down the ground, also through the air, and he's physical. I mean, that kid is a fighter. So I have to agree with you. I think the Buffalo Bills could be a mismatch going forward in the playoffs. All right. Uh, let's do a couple more games. The defending yep. champs come back to Miami where they won the Super Bowl just about, what, 10 months ago. Take yep. on the Dolphins who are really fighting for some playoff life. They took on Cincinnati and beat them last yep. week. They are 8-4 and four in the year, really – in that wild card conversation, Kansas City just lost one game all year. Didn't play great against Denver last Sunday, but got the win. Going to Miami, it's going to be hot. What do you think is going to happen in this game? I think it's really close. Um, I, I think it's hard for me to pick against the Chiefs. Um, they've just been so dominant all year. Um, they're building a dynasty over there. So I think the Chiefs, I think they do win this game. How do you – uh, the Dolphins, like I so said, the Dolphins have been a real big surprise. Brian Flores has done a really good job. He's a phenomenal coach. You saw last week they had a fight against the Bengals, taken up for his team. He's a phenomenal dude. But I just think there's too much weapons on the outside, too many weapons on the outside for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh, Demarcus Robinson, underrated player too. So I think the Chiefs, I think they're going to score more than the Dolphins. I think it's a very high-scoring game. The over-under is at 50-and-a-half. I'm going to say those teams go over. I think it's a very high-scoring game, and the Chiefs get it done. I'm going to go by a touchdown, but I think the Dolphins hang with them today. I'm going to do it. I'll pick the upset. There uh, we go. I think Kansas City's due for another loss. I think just this weird weather game, it's going to be super hot. Kansas City hasn't played in this type of weather in months, I guess. Miami, Brian Flores, when he was defensive for New England, did a good job defending against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think he kind of knows the strategy. The Dolphins' defense has been one of the best in the league all season long. They put pressure on the quarterback. They have great linebackers. Xavier Howard, great corner. Byron Jones, great corner. A couple of good safeties, uh, Eric Eric Rowe and McCain. I think they're going to pull off the upset today. 
I think they're going to try to control the clock on offense. I think Tua makes some big plays. The Dolphins always find a way to win some big home games. Late in the year, last year against the Eagles, they did so many years against the Patriots. I think today the champs come into Miami and they fall short and take the Dolphins' high-scoring game, 34-31, and Tua gets yep. it done. Really, we haven't had that Tua shining moment yet. No. We're going to get it today. Today, yep. Tua makes his first big, big plays in the NFL and really proves he's going to be the starter in Miami for the next 10, 15 years. And, hey, I'd love to see it. I mean, we've seen from two all year, <clears throat> efficient games, um, not crazy statistical games. Uh, he's had good wins, but he hasn't, I guess, really proved himself to be where everybody thought he'd be. But I have to – I mean, I think the Chiefs will win close, but I do think Tua has another big game. He, I love Tua. Um, I support that guy. He is a phenomenal player, phenomenal teammate, so we'll see what happens. I love the upset pick, though. I love that. Yes. All right. Colts at Raiders – Today in Vegas, really a playoff kind of a elimination. Both of those teams are right in that wild card hunt. They're not going to win their divisions, but they're right on the cusp of making the playoffs. Who do you got? Oof. I'm going to go. This is a slight upset. I'm going to go with the Raiders today at home. <clears throat> I mean, the Colts still have a lot to play for, but now the Raiders do too. Um, I mean, they're sitting at seven and five. And really, I think the difference for me is coming off a really disappointing game last week against the Jets, where they narrowly pull off the victory. Um, but I think the Raiders do win. I think uh, John Gruden gets his team going. Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs have been a really dynamic duo for this offense this year. And Darren Waller, one of my favorite tight ends in the league, a fantasy star. But I think the Raiders get it done. Um, the Colts, as of recently, I mean, they won last week against the Texans very close. They have looked sloppy as of recently. Uh, Phillip Rivers has had probably his worst two statistical games recently. Um, so I think the Raiders get it done, but I think it's close. I think I'm going to go by a touchdown at home. I, I think the Jets beat the Raiders last week. I really thought it was going to happen. <laughs> and it, we were so close. We were so close. Well, how about the all-out all blitz call in the last play um, of the game? I, I, <laughs> I can't say I agree with it. Uh, the Raiders haven't looked great the last couple of weeks. I'm going to take the Colts today by a touchdown. I think Phillip Rivers, he's a lot of experience playing against John Gruden and the Raiders. Coming from the AFC West, the many years he spent with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I'm going to take... The Colts by a touchdown, 27-20. I think they're really starting to figure out Jonathan Taylor for the first time all year. Happens to be won some limited fantasy league, but Jonathan Taylor is not doing anything. Yeah. So I think that Taylor is going to continue to run the ball well. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is really popping off also. He did nothing all year. Last couple weeks, he's been explosive. Colts figure out a way to win today. Uh, another huge playoff implications in New York. The Giants hosting the Cardinals. The Cardinals have quietly really fallen off and they've lost like four yeah. or five games. The Giants, one of the hottest teams in the league. We, none of us gave, neither of us gave them a chance to beat Seattle last week when they did it. Do they upset the Cardinals today at home? Yeah, I think they do. Uh, you mentioned that the Cardinals are a three point favorite. Um, this Giants team, Joe Judge has done a phenomenal job with this roster, what he's been given. I mean, this is not by any means the most talented team in the league. They've won four straight games, and that Seahawks win. I don't know if anybody saw that win coming. Joe Judge. With Colt McCoy starting at quarterback, not even Daniel Jones. Um, this team is tough. They're physical. Um, I think they do get the win. I think, actually, you know what? I think they beat the Cardinals by 10 points. The Cardinals have just been reeling. We, at one point, were talking about them being one of the better teams in the league, Kyler Murray being an MVP candidate, and it has totally turned downhill for them. So I think the Giants get it done by 10 points today at home. I agree with the Giants, but I feel – Less, I've been high on the Giants about this game for the past week. Then everyone started picking the Giants to win this game. I'm like, oh, maybe not. 
but I'm going to yep. stick with it. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, cold weather in New York today. Daniel Jones back with his hamstring injury. He is active today. I think Sheffler just tweeted out a few minutes ago. I think that I just – Kyler Murray doesn't look healthy. He's not running the no. ball. His arm strength isn't the same. Since that Seattle game, it just hasn't been the same for number one for the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Giants. That defense is just playing really, really well. And they're doing this all without Saquon Barkley also, which is just crazy to think about. Think it's about nuts. How, how good that team can be next year with, oh with second year under Joe Judge and a healthy Barkley. But that defense, Jimbo Peppers is looking like a, the player he was in college. And Logan Ryan, who was on, you know, a free agent until in August, they signed him. He looks like an all-pro. And James Bradbury, who left, the, the, I think, the Panthers cut last year, has yep. looked really, really good with the Giants this year. I think he's going to do a good job on Hopkins today. And I think that Giants defense is going to figure out the Cardinals. A low, low-scoring game, like 17-10 win. For yeah, I, I have to agree. I think I think it's similar to that Seattle game, like 17-12, something like that. All right, let's fly through some games. Saints at the Eagles today. Jalen Hurts make his first career start. I did say on Harrison's headlines last week that Jalen Hurts would get some snaps in that game. He actually finished the game for Eagles. He's making his first career start at home against the Saints today. Any chance for the rookie in his first career start? <laughs> well, I mean, consistently, <clears throat> I've been picking against the Saints because I thought with Taysom Hill starting at quarterback, He's proved this all it'd be different. And they just they keep winning. So I'm not going to go against the Saints. Um, Jalen Hurts. I love the kid. Hope he does well, but I just don't think there's enough there for him. This is a Saints defense that you talk about defense. Saints have had one of the most underrated defenses in the league. They've been phenomenal this year. Um, I think the Saints get it done at Philadelphia, but I think Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts actually comes in and has a good game. I don't think he has a phenomenal game. I think he has a good game, but there's just not enough there. I think the Saints win by I'm gonna say a touchdown. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Saints by like 17 points, 27, 10. I, I think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, but I yeah. just, he's a good college quarterback. I don't know how good he's going to be. Yeah. I question his deep accuracy. He can run the ball as well as any quarterback in the league. He's good at with play fakes, but I'm just not sure how talented he's going to be throwing the ball downfield against a very good Saints defense, one of the best in the entire league. Yes. Uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty for him. I think next week, I think when the schedule eases up, I think they have the, the Cardinals next week. I think it'll be a, a different show for Hurts, but I think today against the Saints does not go well for him. Uh, jump to another game quickly. You're a Washington football team coming off one of their best wins maybe in the last five, six years. <laughs> going to Arizona to take on the 49ers. Does Washington make it, what, four? Have they won four in a row? Uh, yeah, it's going to be four in a row. So Yeah, I, win I again. called it last week. I, I picked them to get the upset over Pittsburgh, and they yeah. did not disappoint me. They they did it. Um. I think they do beat the Niners. I mean, the, the the football team has lots of play for right now. They are currently tied. Well, the Giants have the tiebreaker in the division, but they the football team the is sitting. The wild card is they are. They're, no, they're sitting a game out of the wild card. They have a lot to play for. Alex Smith has been phenomenal, but that's not the story of this team. It's been their defense. They have played. They have one of the youngest defenses, one of the best defenses. Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Cole Hulk, and the linebacker. They have been one of the best units in past in the past few weeks. I think they do get it done in Arizona against the Niners, and then they get it done. I'm going to go 10 points, but it's going to be very, very low scoring. But I think the football team, I can't go against them right now. They're hot. I can't go I'm going to take them by two touchdowns also, like 31-17. Alex Smith yep. against his former team, the 49ers. I don't know how many yep. times he's played them since he's been the quarterback, probably a couple of times. But I think oh, – yeah. He he's really playing as well as any quarterback in the NFC, NFC East. 
for sure. NFC in total. That Antonio Gibson out is big. Yeah. I think player to keep an eye on today, JD McKissick, great pass catcher out of the backfield. And they did find a way to win without Gibson last week against Pittsburgh. Terry McLaurin looks really good. And they're just, they're feeding the ball to so many different receivers. Jordan Thomas, the former Virginia Tech quarterback, is amazing, an outstanding tight end. For the 49ers, is he Nick Mullins, like the third most passing yards? Of like Ridiculous. Quarterback in a, it's, like, <laughs> it's like Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck, and Nick Mullins, like with passing yards in their first 14 starts. Like, oh, my gosh. One of the weirdest stats I've ever seen. But, no, I don't think Nick Mullins will need to throw for about 500 yards today if he wants to beat the yeah. Washington football team. against a very great Washington football team pass defense. Yes. But I, I, the secondary that's not even a household names is the best part about it. Yeah. Great pass rush with Chase Young, who's looking really good as a rookie. Um, taking Washington by two touchdowns. Let's fly through some winners today. Uh, Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay looking really good. Give me a score. I think Green Bay wins big. I think they win by 10 points. The Lions – actually, no. I think they win by 17 points. The Lions have just been eh, – Matt Patricia gone. I think the Packers take advantage and they win by 17 I think it's going to be a little closer just because Detroit played really well against um, Chicago last week on the road. A comeback win. I'll take Green Bay 31-20. Monday Night Football tomorrow, Ravens at Browns. This is a lot of playoff stakes on the line in this game. Who wins? Oof. I'm going to go Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield's feeling it right now. That guy, I watched him torch my Tennessee Titans last week in a very frustrating game. Um, but Baker's starting to figure it out. He's, he's using the offense to his advantage. He's got guys around him, uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. He's got players on the outside, uh, Jarvis Landers. So I think the Browns get it done. The Ravens have been arguably the most disappointing team in the NFL this year. So I think the Browns get it done. Baltimore is a favorite. So I guess I'm taking the upset I'm here. Favorite, yes. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go Browns by a touchdown at home. I feel like a lot of people picking the Browns. We think Baltimore by two points – High, like a 22 20. I think yep. the Baltimore run offense is starting to figure out they look pretty good against Dallas. JK Dobbins are really starting to figure out the rookie from Ohio State, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram. They have a three headed backfield. I'm going to take Baltimore in a close game there. Titans at Jaguars. Do your Tennessee Titans bounce back after a pretty bad loss that I thought they were going to win against Cleveland last week? What do you think? Well, let me tell you right now, they better bounce back because if they don't bounce back in this game, then there are some serious issues. Um, I, I do think they win. They're currently a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they win by – you know what? I'm going to go 20 points. I, I think they, they're they angry. Uh, I've been hearing a lot from the organization. They are not pleased with their defense. They have changed – I keep saying this, but they continue to shift people around, change schemes. So I think today they're going to win by 20 points. Jacksonville has been just – there's not much positive about them. Um I think Derrick Henry is a big game. He always seems to have big games against the Jaguars. He's had a 99-year touchdown run in the past two seasons against them. I think the Titans win this game big against the Jaguars. Full prediction, Derrick Henry goes to 250 and four touchdowns today. I like. I think Tennessee's going to score 50 points in this game. I think they're playing yep. so angry and so motivated. I'm thinking Tennessee 56-20 to 20 against Jacksonville today. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, Titans at Texans at Bears. Excuse me, the Texans quietly been playing some good football. They lost a close game at home to the Colts. They had a win against New England a few weeks back. Uh, they had a great Thanksgiving performance against Detroit. Do they win in Chicago today? Well, the Bears started the season 5-1, uh, one of the best teams in the league. We all thought they have – they are currently in a six-game losing streak. Uh, make that seven games. I think Houston does pull off the win. Um, like I said, Deshaun Watson, with what he's given around him, incredible job this season. He 
is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I think he makes enough plays today. And you're right. I mean, that Romeo Cornell doing a good job with that team right now. The defense playing really well. And the Bears, look, the Bears, all they got going for them is their defense. Their offense has been very, very, very subpar this year. And because the Texans are playing well offensively, I think they make enough plays and shut down that Bears attack. I think the Texans win by – I'm going to go 10 points. Yeah, the Bears are going to think what could have been if they would have taken Deshaun Watson instead of Mitch Trubisky in that draft. Yeah. Uh, Watson was the best player in that draft. Clearly, sure, the number one pick, regardless of where he went. Uh, yeah. I think they win this game by two touchdowns, 24-10. The Texans, they're building most of the momentum. And if they figure out the coach and the GM situation, yep. uh, they'll be a contender in the AFC hopefully sooner than later. Three more games to go. Cowboys at Bengals. Just give me a score. Is this is tough. I mean, this is tough. I, I guess I'm going to go with Andy Dalton. I think uh, I'll give the Cowboys the advantage just because Joe Burrow, of course, can't play due to the injury. Um, so I'll take the Cowboys. I mean, I think this is a scrubby, low-scoring game. I'll go Cowboys by three. I'll go three points. I'll take, I'll take the Bengals on the upset 17-14. I don't know. I, just, I thought they looked – they had some play in them against Miami last week. They got some stops here and there. I don't know. I don't see anything in Dallas that makes me want to pick them. So I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Cincinnati in the upset. Jets at Seahawks. Who's another New York team upset the Seahawks in Seattle? Or are you gonna, am I gonna pick the Jets again? I'll, I'll start off actually with this one. Um, I'm not picking the Jets again. <laughs> I'm taking Seattle by 30 points, 40 to 10. You know, I actually think it's gonna be closer. I don't. I don't think the Jets by any means will win. I don't think they'll win a game. I think honestly, <clears throat> hear me out. I think that all-out blitz call was an intentional call by Greg Williams to preserve their defeated season yes. in order to get that number one draft pick. Um, I think the Jets actually uh, – you know what? I don't think it's close. I think they'll hold them. I think it'll be a 20-point game instead of a 30-point game. But, um, no, I like Seahawks big. They're going to come off a, They're gonna come off that loss and be motivated. And I think Russell Wilson has a big game. I agree. I agree. Final game, Falcons stick on the Chargers. These two teams are basically looking in a mirror. These are the same exact teams. But the Chargers do have a franchise quarterback of the future. Matt Ryan, I don't know what his future is looking like. Uh, who do you think got? Uh, I'll take Justin Herbert and the uh, Chargers. I think it's a very close game. Uh, the Falcons just, again, they've been defensively – they've been awful this year. Um, they haven't, as of recently, been great offensively, even with Calvin Ridley coming back. So I think the Chargers win this game. Uh, I think it's another close game. I think they win by – I'll go five points uh, at home against the Falcons. I'll go Chargers 28-24. I think they had a really poor performance last Sunday against New England. I think yep. they kind of bounced back. Anthony Lynn trying to keep any hopes he has as a football job next year, either possibly as an offensive coordinator somewhere. Yep. But I'm not sure it's going to be the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. I do think they win today against Atlanta. Atlanta, who has been a team who has shown some fight this year in some games. Uh, actually, I'm going to switch. I'm going to pick Atlanta 28-24 just because right. I, like I forgot they almost beat the Saints last week. They were within yep. a play. The defense got some softs against the Saints. I'll take Atlanta 28-24. And that's, right. that's the end of our NFL previews. We're going to skip the segments today. Yep. A little short. Next Saturday night, Garrett and I will be joining at about, I guess, midnight Eastern, 11.30 Eastern. Going to yep. recap a, what is probably going to be a crazy day of college football and hopefully some intense playoff discussions of what it's going to look like at noon on sun, on noon Eastern on Saturday or on Sunday, yeah. they're going to decide the playoffs going to be Garrett. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to talk about all the big Power Five championships, the SEC, the, these championships. I think more than ever, this is the year that the championships matter the most. 
host. Of course, we're going to see Alabama take on Florida, Clemson take on Notre Dame. I think it's Ohio State and Northwestern, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, uh, Pac-12. There's not much there with Pac-12. Yeah, so I think – and then Iowa State, Oklahoma. But I think it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, I mean, if you're watching football, you better stay on all day because you're not going to want to miss any of those moments. But enjoy your day of NFL today. We had a great play, as Harrison mentioned. Big games going towards the playoffs. Cannot wait to give you all an awesome show next Saturday. Yep, and you're going to be up all day next Saturday watching football and hopefully stay up all night listening to us. Yep. This has been Start Your Sunday, usually on KCLU 88.1, but thanks for listening on our Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and podcasts. I'm Harrison. That's Garrett. We will see you next Saturday night. This is Start Your Sunday, KCLU 88.1.